Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys Saturday morning. And it's kind of a weird Saturday. You got the Army-Navy game coming up you know, in a while. But, man, college football is kind of taking a little bit of a hiatus before bowl schedule. 49ers in the NFL season in full swing, which is why we're here and it just kind of, Christmas season, it's the holiday season. It's a Hanukkah if that's what you celebrate, right? I think it's day two of Hanukkah, if I'm correct. Uh, maybe day three. But everything just seems excitement and hopeful. And this season of the 49ers is exactly that. We're going to be going over the 49ers for Seahawks matchup again, which they just played two weeks ago. And I found myself... You know, I when you coach football, a lot of times, you know, you play every team in your division, and then usually you'll have to play them again in the playoffs if you do well. I even wore my Duncanville football shirt today. Um, like, there's a lot of times where you know the team that you're playing almost too well, and it makes things redundant and kind of boring. So I'm hoping that we can approach a little bit different today uh, because, again, before every single game, we always do the, you know, scouting report, predictions, matchups, all that kind of stuff, and that's cool. And we're going to do that today. But I want to take it a little bit of a different direction because this is what the 49ers players and coaches have to do as well. You just played this team two days, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago on Thanksgiving. Not a lot has changed. Now there's injuries for both teams, and once you get to week 14 of the season, they're going to play a large factor. Probably no injury bigger than Geno Smith, who is questionable. Um, Gumtrewing Pete Carroll said, you know, would not be shocked if Geno plays without a hitch. Uh, would not be shocked if he doesn't play at all. You know, stra strained his groin in practice just a few short days ago and did not practice yesterday. Didn't practice Thursday, didn't practice Friday, and the point spread has adjusted according to that. It was 10 points. Now it's 13 points, and I don't think it's done moving. And to be honest with you, this is the weird thing. I think Geno playing hurts the Seahawks more than it does the 49ers. Geno's strengths and weaknesses align perfectly with this 49ers defense and everything that we want to do. Gino's 0-4 against the 49ers since he's become the starting quarterback. Not that Drew Locke is a world beater by any stretch. However, uh, the, Drew Locke doesn't hurt them any more than Gino does. Gino can't beat this team. Drew Locke's a little bit more of a wild card, a lot more turnovers, stronger arm, all those things. But it, it's a weird time. Yeah, I want to say thank you to everybody that's in the chat. What's up, Applesauce? Hashtag CC. David, he says, Debo most definitely worth more to the team than Ayuk, and I absolutely love Ayuk. Uh, the poll question that I put up there, 
Debo Samuel, after he got through his injury, came back. It's taken a bit, but Debo's coming off his best game as a pro. And if you go back to the game before that, whenever it was the 49ers, you know, versus Seattle on Thanksgiving, Debo was incredible. Led the team in receiving, led the team in receiving uh, yards, receiving catches. I mean, he's got four touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. So my question was, is Debo, is superstar Debo here to stay? We saw it a couple years ago whenever he took us on that magical playoff run. We haven't seen it whenever CMC's here. But it seems like it's time. It seems like it's time. 96% of the votes in so far said, yes, Debo superstar is here to stay. And if he is, that whole world better watch out, man. Oh, that whole world better watch out. Applesauce, appreciate you. He says, the servant of Chapman is what we needed this <laughs> morning. I love it, man. Appreciate it, dude. Uh, Rob, hashtag CC. Love all the countdown crews. You guys are the best. Means a lot. Really does. And I know Saturday mornings are different. But, and yeah, Bobo, uh, this is across all channels right now. The YouTube's just a disaster, sadly. Um, so a lot of people, the poll comes up blank. There's nothing I can do. I've reached out to them multiple times. They have no customer service whatsoever. Um, for some people, it just doesn't work. I think it depends on your browser, what you're watching it on, or what app, and blah. It's, it's a whole thing. I keep reading about it, but there's nothing I can do about it on my end, so I'm sorry. Uh, Chris says, good morning, John. I'm on my way back to pick up a few parts for the car. Enjoy my favorite podcast. Appreciate that, man. You guys are the best. Tommy, don't bother me. We got a lot of people in the chat, and I love it, man. Thank you, guys. Really do appreciate y'all. RTP, what's up, man? Can't wait. Trying to fight for that number one seed. I'm with you. Corey, the man. Appreciate your generosity in the super chat. Thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate that. Kim, bro, Montana. We got the whole crowd here, and really appreciate you guys. So. Let, let's let's start picking apart this game because it, it's a trip, man. Seattle's desperate. They've lost three games in a row. They've got us, I think the best team in the NFL. Right after us, they got to play the Eagles. It, it, it's not a friendly schedule out there. Then after that, they travel to Tennessee, then Pittsburgh, then Cardinals. It's not hard to figure out that the Seahawks could lose five straight. And I said this like four weeks ago, right after they lost to the Rams, which started their losing streak. I was like, dude, they're going to lose five in a row. And so far they've lost three in a row. And now they've got the 49ers and Eagles and they're already out of the playoff situation. Now to, to make this even more dramatic and to show how desperate Seattle is, Pete Carroll has never lost. In his entire career with the Seattle Seahawks, four games in a row. Never has. He's at three now. Nothing would bring me more joy. Nothing would bring me more joy than to just stamp that and start to get those, you know, rumors swirling. Is Pete Carroll going to be around long term? He's the oldest coach of the NFL. Seahawks have never really had a good coach before in the past. Holmgren, some people would say, was all right. But guess what? Pete Carroll has one playoff win in seven years. Seven. Like, do you, he, Pete Carroll's a legend there. He brought him a Super Bowl. I get that. But come on, man. At some point, this team's not good. This roster's not great. And you can win the draft year in and year out. But you're not developing those rookies. They're coming in pretty good. You're not developing them. Even as a defense, like a Pete Carroll defense, that's a thing. This defense sucks. (laughs) 25th in points scored, 23rd out of 32 teams in total yards allowed. Like, they're not good. They're not good. 
And uh, again, let's stick with this. The 49ers have never beaten the Seattle Seahawks five times in a row in their history. It's never happened. This could be the first time. First time Pete Carroll lose four in a row. You check that off the box. First time the 49ers beat them five times in a row. And, you know, whenever you look at the history of this matchup, Seahawks, they're one of the few teams that have the upper hand on the 49ers. Seahawks have won 30. 49ers have won 21. Now, 49ers have won four in a row, and that's huge. But, man, there was a point. There was a point, and this overlaps the Shanahan experience, where the Seattle Seahawks beat us 10 times in a row. A lot of people that were on this team, coaching staff included, were there for the end of that. And so I understand that people keep saying, man, this is an easy overlook game. I don't think so. Now, from the standpoint of you're coming off, you're playing the best football in the NFL, nobody disagrees with that. You just blew out the Eagles on the road, which was incredible. Now you come home. Played against a desperate team in your division, and you can sink them. You can end everything that they're about. Like, that means the world. A lot of times, like, okay, let me just peek behind the curtain here. John Chapman, little bit of an a-hole. Let's just be honest. It's just kind of who I am, my personality. You can learn one of two ways. You can repeat behaviors or you could go against behaviors. John Chapman, as a kiddo, I was an antagonist from the start. That's why I'm a Niners fan growing up in Dallas, right? My whole life. I saw the people around me, and I said, I don't want to do these things. I'm going to do the opposite, right? And in the NFL, guess what? You can play for yourself. You can play against. The Niners have been playing for themselves for a long time and because they have so much on the table. However, you look at teams like Arizona, and these teams that just have nothing to play for this year, they're trying to play spoiler to other teams. Well, guess what? The Niners get the best of both worlds this week. One, you're fighting for that number one seed. You win this game, you are a lock. You are a lock to win the NFC West. And on top of that, you get to put the final nail in the coffin of the Seattle Seahawks, who are already at 6-6 six and six on the outside looking in. So you get to be the victor and the spoiler at the same time. So I don't give a damn if you're on this team coaching staff, whatever motivates you, whether you're a pissed off, fat John Chapman kid, or you're a front runner, doesn't matter. You're checking a box somewhere for this game to motivate you. Look at the Seattle Seahawks. They're six and six. They're ninth in the playoff seedings. Only seven get in. Only seven get in. And you look at the tiebreakers. They're one and three in the division. They got swept by the Rams. You can sweep them as well. They're five and four in the conference. You can put them to five and five. They're losing every damn tiebreaker imaginable to any wildcard team. They can't do it. If you beat them this week, they would have to have an outright, outright better schedule, not lose to the Eagles and go on a tear just to make the playoffs. End this team. That's what I'm saying. You know you're better than them. You blew them out at home. All their fans left. Imagine all those families that came to Seattle for their holiday Thanksgiving journey, and you leave pissed off, arguing in the car, stuck in traffic. Like You've already ended their <laughs> fandom, <laughs> which they're not real fans anyway. They don't know. It's funny because they wore their throwbacks. and like Anyway, they're not a very good fan base. They're not. 
Uh, I know there's some great Seattle Seahawks fans, and I know some of them. They're just very few. Um, it's very few. But finish it. Freaking Mortal Kombat style, man. Fatality, right? Like, you can put this damn bird, gum-chewing, fake mascot self in the ground for the rest of the season. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So I get everybody talking about, man, ah, th this game, trap game, look, look ahead. It's a division game. It's a division game. And one of the things that this 49ers team has done better than any team in the NFL is they have not looked ahead. This is a quote from Shanahan weeks ago about looking ahead. I, mean, I wasn't concerned with guys looking ahead. Um, I didn't feel that at all. You know, it's especially, you know, we got that. You know, we had won one game here in the last month, and that was a big one versus Jacksonville. And I knew our guys are extremely focused on this. Um, once we were able to finish the game, we talked a lot about it in the locker room because just how quick it comes. Um, everything's so important as soon as this ends, what we got to do to get ready for this quick turnaround, which is always a challenge and tough. But um, really glad we're going to get three days off after for the stretch. Yeah, and so that was after the Seahawks game, right? This team hasn't looked ahead. Whatever, you go up and down the 49ers schedule, and you talk about that three-game skid, I don't even think that was a looking-ahead game. I think the injuries, they struggled to overcome that, the weather, you know, bad kicking, whatever else, the Purdy interceptions, but that's been corrected. That's not where they are. Yeah, there's injuries to this team, but with the resurrection, I don't even want to say resurrection, because it's not like Debo was gone. Debo was always here. But Debo is capital Debo now. Debo is different. We, we saw this. 
where he just goes full, I don't know, monster mode, like uh, space, I don't know, Super Saiyan, whatever you want to say. And right here, call it. I love this. Uh, Debo showed up second half of the season. The old rope and dope. Uh, I freaking love that boxing reference with football. Oh, call it. A man after my own heart, man. Um, it's it's a thing that teams weren't accounting for, and now it is. And here's what's one of my favorite things about Debo. And I, I talk about this all the time whenever we're doing the film breakdowns uh, over on the 49ersrush.com. And if you haven't joined us over there, you should. Uh, it's very good content, and I'm selfish in that. Like, I'm kind of proud of that. Debo has escalated his game so much from a person without the ball in his hands this year. Routes, better. Savviness, understanding where the sticks are continuously. Not dropping the ball. Worked on his hands. He's got toe-tap catches on the sideline. We've never been able to say that about Debo ever. But now, you pair all of the growing ascending traits that Debo has worked on after this offseason. He, he talked trash against himself last year, said he played awful, right? Played like crap last year. Contract situation played into it. And a lot of people were like, oh, he got paid and he quit, blah, blah. No, no. He admitted his mistakes and he corrected it this offseason. And he's backed up the top. And he's out there now. Now we've got the old pissed off angry Debo that he's named after with all the other traits that he's worked on. It's just a whole new element, man. It's it's a, we're in a new place. We're in a new place. Now, if this is the second game against the Seahawks in 17 days, like it hasn't been that long point differential between these two teams. This kind of tells the story more than most 49ers are a plus 163 points this year. Seattle Seahawks minus 26. Now they're six and six, but they've lost four out of their last five. They've lost three in a row. Ugh. It's just not, they're not a good team. And if you look at just pure metrics, uh, Seattle Seahawks are 17th in points scored. That's below average, 16's average, right? 22 points a game. That's what they score. 17th in points allowed, below average. They give up 24. Those metrics don't do it. <laughs> They've been blown out twice in their last five games. Uh, Ravens blew them out 37-3. And then the 49ers blew them out 31-13. They lost to the Rams, a nail-biter. They lost to Dallas in a nail-biter. Like, how much do they have left? This is it. And you've got guys like Jamal Adams, who this team trades multiple first-round picks for. <clears throat> He's out there attacking media personnel's wives looks he's a huge piece of garbage huge piece of garbage and he not only did he miss four tackles last week and give up a touchdown he's struggling they're allotted rookie beast amazing player that they spent you know a top 10 draft pick on Devin witherspoon gave up six out of eight catches and a touchdown last week against the cowboys allowed a 154.7 rating which is just a few points off a perfect passer rating. Their other corner, Tariq Woolen, who got benched versus us because he can't tackle, had three, three penalties last week alone. Six catches on nine targets. Getting torched. Their other guy, Trey Brown, their other corner, guess what? Two penalties. He allowed a 
Uh, what's it called? He only one catch on three targets, which was good, but he got injured and he didn't even play the whole damn game. Like they're in disarray. And this is a team that builds outside in. All those guys are high draft picks for the most part. And that's like what they're building their thing on. You trade multiple first for a safety that can't cover. Oh, he's good against the run. I get that. But like they're struggling mightily. Now you look at them just a pro football focus standpoint, overall, like unit wise, overall, they're 10th offense, 12th defense, 15th special teams first. This is a weird game. You know, we already talked about how they're backed up and, you know, they're fighting for everything. They're desperate. All those things. Pete Carroll special teams always been good. Always been good. Yeah, I don't like that. You know, Ray Ray McLeod not playing Debo. I don't have a problem with him. You got a rookie back there returning kicks, man. That scares the hell out of me. He fumbled a punt last week and went out of bounds. Thank God, Ronnie Bell. I love Ronnie Bell. I do not love Ronnie Bell as a punt returner. I don't mind him as a kick returner. Punt return, I don't like. But hopefully he got that crap out of his system because you fumble that this week, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Now, you look at the 49ers overall ranks. Overall first. Defense first. Offense first, <laughs> special teams 29th, and it's getting worse. Special teams are getting worse. It's really bad, um, continuously bad. The DFF might be the worst special teams player in the NFL this year, which is crazy because last year he was good. Every time he's out there, something bad happens. Missed tackles, penalties, uh, doesn't follow his – he doesn't do his job ever. It's true. Samuel Womack returned. He's playing incredibly high. Mitch Wisnowski's killing it. Jake Moody can't do kickoffs very well. Our coverage on kickoffs, god-awful. It scares me. Special teams scares me. Now, last time against the Seattle Seahawks, the good news was we got a turnover on special teams. Shout-out to Roddy Bell. And so maybe we could say, hey, he's got one built up. <laughs> but sadly, that's not the way it works. You got to go out there and play clean. And that's what's, ah, that's rough. Sean, we got a desperate all-out Seahawks team that will be fighting for their lives. It's an opportunity to break their back. I'll take it. Yes, this is where we want to be. This is where we want to be. And, and I freaking love that. Uh, right here, I hope Pete stays in Seattle for a few more seasons. Yeah, they're not turning that franchise around. And as long as you got Geno Smith there, I don't care what you do. Yeah, right? They won the draft. Everybody kept saying how great they were. And, oh, Look at this team, man. Come on. Geno Smith's good in the first part of the season. People get tape on him. He gets exposed. Let's just be real. RTP, man, they haven't been good since the Legion of Boom. Yeah, you're correct there. And I think a lot of that Legion of Boom was great, but a lot of that was Russ and Marshawn as well. Um, and so, yeah, we'll see here. Uh, <laughs> David says, you're a lovable um, A-word. Uh, we love you never change. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Uh, <laughs> you guys are the best. What's up, JD? Glad you're here. Big Papa, my man. Glad you're here, bud. Um, right here, Bobo. Thanks for the super chat. They threw Skittles on an injured Navarro Bowman. Yeah. Popcorn, food, all that stuff. It is probably one of the lowest I've ever felt watching the 49ers play football. You know, I know a lot of people will go to the number 10 fumbles. I don't even say his name. Mine was the Navarro Bowman injury, and, the, and that was my lowest. Maybe even lower than the Super Bowl loss, uh, both of them. That Navarro Bowman injury might have been the lowest uh, I've ever felt as a 49ers fan because it was mixed with, like, anger 
and just like I I was mad at everybody. You know, he gets hurt. That's okay. He had the fumble. The ref screwed us. And then their fans on top of it. And it, it, it like I hated that moment. Um, and Navarro Bowman was my favorite player at that time. He was my number one. Ah, gets me mad. Whoo, whoo. Ah, it gets me gets me uh worked up a little bit. Just got hot. Uh, yeah, the the Roger Craig fumble. That's a lot of people. The old hats for sure. Um, <clears throat> that the Bowman injury was my lowest moment I I've had. But we we've been good since then. You know. Uh, oh, look at this. What's up, Brian? It says hello from Wellington, New Zealand. Six fifty in the morning. Love your show, John. Brian, I want to say thank you, man. And the fact that you have Kiwi 2012 in your tag, dude, on brand. Respect, 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 respect. Now, we went through their coaches last time. I, I don't want to do that again. Um, you want to go back and learn about their OCDC coaching and all their coaching tree, just type in 49ers for Seahawks scouting. You can go watch our last video and skip towards that. Let's jump to the injuries. Because there's a lot. Week 14, there's going to be injuries. You know, the 49ers have three players out. Ray Ray McLeod's out. Again, Debo can pick up the return stuff. Not concerned about that. He's great. In fact, every single kickoff return we did got to the 25 or past. I think we had three, three or four, um, because a couple of them they kicked out of the back of the end zone. But every single return last week got to the 25 or further. First time that's ever happened for the 49ers this season. That's it. First time. That's the Debo effect. So that's huge. I understand there's more risk with Debo taking hits and all that stuff, but scared money don't make no money. And so you put him out there, and he wants it. And, hey, you took the worst part of our special teams, kickoff return, and you turned it into a strength. I know it's only been one week, but that's fine by me. And if Debo does break one, then they're kicking it out of the back of the end zone the whole week. Punt return, that's my that's my concern. That's my concern. Eric Armstead, he's out. That's rough. Right here. Tommy, my man. What's up, buddy? He says, Ken Law has been good against the run. Yes, he has. Ken Law has been good against everything the last few weeks. He has stepped up. Kalia Davis time as well. Yep. Right and right. I fully expect Ken Law to get the start, but I expect an uptick in, up, uptick in snaps for Ken Law, Kalia Davis, and Kevin Givens. Those guys need to step up. Um, Hargrave's going to Hargrave. He just got to do what he does. And I, I think he gets a little bit more snaps as well this week. You, and you work them all that week. Hey, guys, we're doing extra conditioning as a defensive tackle group. We're picking up snaps, baby. Maybe even do a little NASCAR. I talked about that on the John and Wayne show yesterday um, where, hey, man, maybe you pull Chase Young and you have him blitz on obvious passing downs from the interior. You know what I mean? Maybe you do that with Cleveland Farrell. Maybe you do that with Bosa. Randy Gregory, he's going to stay on the outside. But – you know what I mean? Get those defensive ends a couple more snaps. Maybe you allow Robert Bill to be active, and you tell him, like, look, you're going to get more snaps at end, but we're going to kick in Chase Young on some obvious passing down, something like that. There's options, but the defensive tackle rotation, time to step up your game, baby. How do the 49ers build their teams? O-line, D-line. That's what they do. How do the Seattle Seahawks build their teams? Wide receivers, corners. That's what they do. Guess what the better way to do so is now allow that depth to prove itself. Once again, you've already beat them four times in a row. You blew them out at home 17 days ago, 16 days ago when we recorded this 17 uh, days ago tomorrow, Whew. man. Uh, yeah. Oh, big Papa. Thank you, man. Faithful then faithful. Now that's right, man. Even during those hard times, 
Uh, love that right here. Never forget faithful. Never forget what they did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. Ah. Get, get me jazzed up. Get me jazzed up. Now, stick it with our injuries. Roz Dwelly's out. Um, you know, the Ertz stuff, it seems like he's kind of leveraging all the teams against each other. Probably could have already signed a deal, but he's got options out there, and he's going to wait and see. But he's not on our team. And so, hey, next man up, Braden Willis, the rookie, who I freaking love. This dude went to Oklahoma, and I love him. That should tell you all you need to know because Hook'em Horns winning the Natty Championship and the 40 Ers win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying it's going to be a good year for the Chapmans. Um, I want to see the rookie get some playing time. Probably won't. Ross Dwelly's played a combined four snaps in the past two weeks offensively, more special teams than anything else. But Braden Willis, I want to see it. Um, there's no bad tape on him. If you look at the preseason and training camp, he's been a contributor. He's just a rookie. So we'll see what happens. Doubtful, Elijah Mitchell. 49ers haven't had a doubtful player play this year. So whatever you hear, the doubtful tag, probably not going to play. Elijah Mitchell's out. Jordan Mason time, baby. Jordan Mason time. Uh, that's not a downgrade. TDP probably gets elevated. Um, Burford, doubtful. John Feliciano, as I, I hope I said it correctly, he's going to be out there. Daryl Luter Jr., doubtful. Special teams-wise, I, I thought he had his worst week last week uh, with the hamstring. And plus, you got Odom out. Somebody's got to step up on special teams. It's It's been rough out there. It's been rough out there. Seahawks, golly, they got a lot. Now, none of their players have been declared out. They put, how many is it, eight? All questionable status. No doubtful, no out, no limited. It's just all questionable. Got to start with their quarterback. Geno Smith tweaked his groin in practice. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I, I don't know. I, I keep going back and forth on this. Drew Locke's not a good quarterback. He, he's not good. But he does have all the tools. He's kind of like a Blaine Gabbert. One, he went to the same college. But they have the same skill set. Very strong arm. Underappreciated athlete. Terrible decisions. Uh, punchable face. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that, but it's a punchable face. I don't know. Uh, I Coming from somebody that has a punchable face, I'm just saying, we are birds of a feather. I, I don't like him. I can't stand him coming out of the draft, but he's got way more talent than Gino does. He just doesn't have the savvy and the composure that Gino does. I actually think he gives them a better chance to beat the 49ers than Gino Smith does. But with that, your turnovers are coming. They're coming. Panic is coming. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Antonio. Yeah. Lock is trash. I'm with you, man. Now on top of that, both their running backs, Zach Charbonnet, who played against us, uh, two weeks ago, knee, uh, he hasn't practiced much. Kenneth Walker oblique. He hasn't practiced. He's missed multiple games. If those guys can't go, they're in trouble. They're in trouble because they suck at running the ball anyway. I don't know what they're going to do there. Jaron Reed, hamstring questionable, one of their best D tackles. D Eskridge, ribs. Um, Jordan Brooks, ankle. Trey Brown, their other corner, heel. They're banged up. Uh, both these teams are struggling. Now, maybe all eight of those guys play. Maybe. 
Um, <laughs> right here, David. Yeah. Locke reminds me of Jay Cutler. Yeah. Minus the hot dogs. Yeah. And yeah, he does. That's well said. That's well said. Now, the last time we played them, obviously 31 to 13, uh, Brock Purdy didn't even have a great game. One touchdown, one interception, had that pick six was sacked once had an 86.7, um, you know, passing grade, but we ran the ball with ease the whole freaking game. McCaffrey 114, Mitchell 39, Debo 15. Like, you just ran the ball at will, which was awesome. Debo, 79 yards receiving. Ayuk, 50 yards receiving. Like, we did whatever we wanted to. Drake Greenlaw went out there and had eight tackles. You know, he leads the team in tackles. I wanted to bet Greenlaw on the over-under tackles this week, but they got it at eight and a half. It's just too high. Um, anyway, I'll get to some of the betting props uh, a little bit later on, but you know, and I'll say this, if you are coming out this week, man, you got to come party with us. I'm so excited about this. This is our last regular season tailgate party that we're doing. Um, we're going to be having a good time out in the blue lot. It's going to be an absolute blast. And if you haven't been out there with us, I mean, we always have a good time. We've got a lot of people that already, you know, bought tickets and are coming out. It's going to be a blast. We've got a Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary's premium setup. We've got mimosas. We've got the food spread's going to be one of our best all season long. TVs with NFL Red Zone on, giveaways, trivia, competition for the kids. You name it, we got it. Premium drinks, beer, seltzers. We we spend too much money on these tailgates. I hope everybody understands that. Like we do have to charge. But we don't make money on these. Uh, a few of them, we have lost money. But I don't care because it's worth it for the community. I believe that. And so if you want a premium tailgate, go to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Come on out. Um, if you're not looking for a premium tailgate, that's okay. Uh, there's lots of other ones out there. That, and I strongly like support those great people. I don't care where you're partying as long as you're with the faithful supporting the community. Um, but, yeah, kids get in free. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Next week, we're going to be hanging out with Patrick Willis, baby, coming out to party with us at McFadden's Saturday from 2 to 7 p.m. Meet and greet, autograph, all that stuff. And then we have our tailgate as well at McFadden's. That's going to be next week uh, right across the street from the stadium. You just walk across the street. It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be an absolute blast. Now, let, let's just update some of these rankings um, for the Seattle defense because they, they've sucked since last time we talked about them. They gave up 31 to us. I think they gave up 41 to the Cowboys. Is that right? Um, yeah, 41. So they've given up 72 points in back-to-back -back weeks. Pete Carroll defense. Like, they're terrible. Listen to these out of 32 teams. 25th in points allowed. 23rd yards. 19th turnovers. 32nd in first downs. They give up the most first downs in the NFL. Sustained drives. They can't get off the field. A lot of it's penalties. But they just suck. They can't tackle. Jamal Adams had four missed tackles last week. 22nd pass touchdowns. 22nd rush yards allowed. They've allowed over 100 yards rushing in five out of the last seven games. Niners rushed for 169. Nice. And three touchdowns against them last time we played. 17 days ago. We can do whatever the hell we want to this team. 29th in rushing touchdowns allowed. 29th and third down conversion, second and fourth downs. That's their thing. They're pretty good against fourth downs, 24th and red zone. They're not a good team. They're not good. Bobby Wagner is going to be in the Hall of Fame. He is hurting his cause the longer he is in. Longevity is important, 
man, we go back and you watch that 49ers for Seahawks Thanksgiving game, that opening drive. Kyle Shanahan said, we're going at Bobby Wagner nonstop. Uh, six plays on the opening drive right at Bobby Wagner. He made one positive play. Passing, running, you know, everything. It was just, we're going right at him. And he was pissed. The one play he did make was a big hit on the goal line. And he's great in the goal line. In between the 20s, Bobby Wagner ain't it. Not anymore. Played against the Tennessee Titans in a power run game. Yeah, sure. That's not what we do. That's not what we do. We get linebackers fired. Christian Ellis, who started <laughs> for the Eagles, lost his damn job the next day. And I'm not laughing because he lost his job. That's bad. He got picked up, so he's fine. But, like, the 49ers got this dude fired. Bobby Wagner, man, I hope you rest it up. And he's going to make some plays. There's no doubt about it. But he's also going to get put in a blender, and he cannot move side to side. He's like a rhino, man. Uh, you just step to the side. Uh, that's all you got to do. Great player. Amazing career. I just feel bad for him because, like, you watch the tape. And, again, I don't watch all the Seattle tape. But I do watch every single play at least three times against you know, whoever the Niners play. And my respect for Bobby Wagner goes down every single time he plays us. CMC eats that dude's lunch repeatedly. He did it last year when he was with Carolina. Did it last year whenever he was on the Rams with us for the 49ers. Did it this year again. He's about to do it again. He's about to do it again. Their best player is Leonard Williams, who they traded for. This is the third time we played Leonard Williams this year. He played against him in the Giants. He was the best player on the Giants team. And then we played against him in Thanksgiving. He was the best player on Seattle's team. Now we got to play him again. Leonard Williams is their key, and he was limited all week. But now he's off the, the, the report. So he's got to play. Ooh, weaknesses? Good gosh. Jamal Adams. Weak up here. <laughs> it's a mental game. I'm pointing to my head noggin. He's weak, man. Blown coverages galore against blocking tight ends. Missed tackles versus everybody. He's still good against the run, but not in space. Um, Right here. Tommy, Witherspoon is overrated or just a rookie? Yeah, it's volatile play. Witherspoon's had like two or three weeks this year where he could have been defensive player of the, the week for the entire NFL. But yeah, now he's come back down to earth this past month. And this is what happens with Seattle, right? Remember last year, everybody's like, oh, they got these two rookie tackles. Cross and Abe Lucas, they're amazing. Oh my gosh, bookends for the future. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And this is a Seattle Seahawks staple. Rookies start off hot. They don't develop them. They overuse them. Yeah, it's it's just not there. It, it, it's not there. It's just not there. Right here um, from Minuet, he says, I give uh, our rookies grace having to fill in for injuries. Brown is doing a decent job giving him second full game. He'll develop. Yes. Again, you know, let's keep it real. Jair Brown's coming off his worst game. He's only played two and a half games. His worst game was against the evil Eagles. Like he could have given up three touchdowns. I'm going to be very honest. Blown coverages, not his thing. Now you look at a versus Seahawks, his best game. So now he gets to go back to that. Hopefully we get to see that. Um, and yeah, Kalia Davis, not a rookie, but kind of is. Just played one game in his career. Ronnie Bell, yeah, that's a rookie. We'll see. And yeah, he had that fumble, but I think he could kind of turn around. And Craig says, Jamal Adams broken. Yeah, I'm scared about him, man. I'm scared. I'm pretty scared about him. It's it's yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, right here. Any chance Logan Ryan suits up? Yes, I do think Logan Ryan suits up. Not sure he plays. Not sure you want him out there on special teams. Maybe as a safety on kickoff or punt. But 
I think he's going to be used as reserve defensive back safety only just if an injury happens or whatever. That's it. Cause we saw Isaiah Oliver go out there and it didn't look good. Didn't look good. So uh, we'll, we'll see there now. Well, let's flip over. Let, let's talk about the offense. Um, now, before we do, uh, I want to get to this question. Why do you think Hertz missed all of those open wide receivers? Yeah, it's, it's very, very easy. And, you know, one of my favorite things that took place, and again, I'll go back to, oh, did I delete this one? I think I did. Cuss words. Um, you know, right here. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Fred Warner. Yeah, no, it felt like they were having their way early. Um, you know, it's we we knew coming in that we had to stop the run game. I think we did a great job of that all through that throughout the game. You know, they had some some big third down conversions there on those first couple drives, uh, throwing the ball to eleven. And uh, I mean, I can't speak enough to holding them to three on those in those red zone uh, offs that they had. You know, I think the game plan that we had, especially down there in the red zone, was on point. You know, it was just about executing. Uh, making sure that Jalen didn't beat us with his legs down there, you know, because they, they obviously love to to run him down there in, in those crucial moments. So it was uh, it was big time. Yeah, and so, like, I think, why did Hurts miss those open receivers? One, the run game was bad, so we knew when they were throwing it. Two, the pass rush. The whole job, and Nick Bosa said this, and so did uh, Warner, and so did Kyle Shanahan. The job was to get Hurts' eyes down. And you can see it on the tape repeatedly. And if you haven't watched it yet, go to the 49ersrush.com, sign up. Frank Gortier, free seven-day trial. You can just watch the defensive breakdown. Then you can rescind your membership, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Hertz drops back. He drops his eyes, and he starts looking like this. Whenever I'm looking down, I can't see what's up. I can't see the routes. And that's what happened every single time. Now, a few times he was reading right side of the field, and the broken coverage was on the left, or he's reading left, and the broken coverage is on the right. But mainly was Jalen Hurts drops his eyes. He drops his eyes. And whenever I'm looking down, yeah, his legs are incredible. And he could scramble, and he did. He missed some wide open go routes, corner routes, post routes. And almost all of them were to number 27, uh, Jair Brown. And so, yeah, right here, Big Papa couldn't keep his eyes off the rush. That's exactly what it is. Right here, uh, Bobo, how would you coach Seattle to beat the 49ers, John? Ooh. You got to change your offensive philosophy. The defense is uh, the defense is bad, but whatever. What what I would do personally, you can't dink and dunk. You got to keep going vertical. Like we want teams to throw the ball underneath and rally and make the tackle. That's our scheme. And that we're not even hiding that. Wilkes, D'Amico, you know, Sala, we run a shell. It's a Fangio convert 4-3 defense. That's what we run. Fangio was one of the first ones to do the shell defense with the safeties and just keep everything underneath. But he used a 3-4 multiple front to bring pressure. He's doing the same thing in Miami now. So what Sala and all of them have done is they've adapted because you took the Seattle frame of the, you know, the Legion of Boom and their cover three and press man and all that stuff with Sherman and Chancellor and Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas was the key kind of to those defenses. You took that, and now you're doing more of a quarters cover six approach but still shell on top with a 4-2, we're just bringing four. So it's a hybrid system that's evolving slowly, but this is the newest generation of it, and the Niners do it better than anybody. And the way that you beat that is you have to take advantage of those cover three matchups, 
And those quarter matchups, how do you do that? You got to throw the ball over the top. Teams that beat the 49ers can throw the ball over the top. Period. You got to beat us deep. You got to back everything up. When you back everything up, then you hit those comeback routes. Now, I understand watching these games is frustrating, and probably most emails I get is, why are we giving up so much cushion? Why is every team just throwing out routes for 5 to 10 yards whenever they want to? It's because the 49ers don't give a damn. They don't care. You can out-route us to death. We're not letting you behind us, and we haven't. And if you look at this game stretch, we're not letting people behind us. It's not happening. And so go back to that DK Metcalf versus Charvarius Ward. Thursday night matchup where they threw that go route like five times resulted in zero catches. The one time they did catch it, he caught it out of bounds. That's what you got to do. You got to do it more. So the problem is they have Tyler Lockett that's scared of contact. So that hurts against the 49ers because as soon as he catches it, he just falls down. He's a fainting goat, but yeah, what you got to do max protect go routes, man. That's I, I, and I know that's like very Madden, like middle school play style, it's what you got to do. You've got to be able to find that one-on-one matchup outside and you got to throw it deep. You got to. Double moves against Ambry Thomas. I don't know why teams aren't trying that. I'm thankful. Uh, (laughs) A lot of double moves against Ambry Thomas and make difficult reads for Jair Brown. I'm airing this ball out. That's why I'm a little more concerned about Drew Locke because that dude's got a cannon. Um, That's what I would do. You got to be able to run the ball, but they can't. Not with this old line. They just can't. Not against this defense with these linebackers. And so what's the strength of the 49ers defense? Everybody wants to say D-line. I'm cool with that. I think it's the linebackers. How do you do? So take the linebackers out of it. Throw outside the numbers. Throw outside the numbers. Deep. That's what I would do. But it's hard to do. It's easy, it's easy to say, but that that's what I would do. You got to throw it deep against our one-on-one matchups. If we're in cover six, you got to isolate the... The quarter side, and you gotta go, you gotta attack quarter side. Cover three, you gotta attack outside. Double moves against Ambry Thomas. That's what I would do. That's what I would start with. Uh anyway. Some people might have liked that. Now let's talk offense. Seattle Seahawks offense, not good. Better than their defense. 14th in points scored, uh, 19th in yards, 11th in turnovers. And you just keep going down. It's just not good. Like, it's hard to find anything they're good at. They're not top 10 in anything. They're not top 10 in one statistical category. They're 23rd in red zones. When they get down there, they can't finish. They didn't score one touchdown offensively against the 49ers on Thanksgiving. Not one. They had the pick six. They had a special teams, you know, huge kickoff return. Went three and out. Got a field goal out of it. They got one offensive field goal the whole game. This is a terrible, the question of how do you beat the 49ers defense, this unit sucks. The play calling sucks. The quarterback sucks. The offensive line sucks. You got great wide receivers. Well, they're both head cases. DK Metcalf can get taken out of a game very simply. And Tyler Lockett is scared to get contact. Has been his whole career. He's a great route runner. Great hands. Not a complete player. The one player that scares me the most on this entire team, one, Leonard Williams. Number two, Jackson Smith and Jigba. So, I'm throwing the ball outside consistently, and I'm getting the ball to Jackson Smith and Jigba in space. That's what I'm doing. Outside of that, their team's really bad. Their entire offensive line's a joke. Um, Jason Peters incredible. He struggled so bad against us. Abraham Lucas is back at right tackle, but 
he played bad against us last year. Anthony Bradford, right guard, Evan Brown, Damian Lewis, who I always thought was their best lineman. He's, his play's gone down. They're not developing talent. It, it, it keeps going back to this. Seattle Seahawks are not improving their players at all. That's coaching. You look at the 49ers, and you, Colton McKivitz would be their best lineman. Maybe Charles Cross. Charles Cross pretty good, their left tackle. But Colton McKivitz would be their best offensive lineman or at least second best. Like, you see what I'm saying? We developed, we brought him up, kept him around forever, and now he's playing pretty well, pretty good football. It's not bad football. He's better than anybody they got. Charles Cross than him. You see what I'm saying? Like, they're not helping anybody. They're not helping themselves. It's not good. And they're getting worse. And this is the difference between playoff football and none. The Seattle Seahawks have won one playoff game in seven years. Why? Because they start out red hot and then just crash and burn. They can't sustain anything. What do the 49ers do? Slow starts. Bumpy roads in the middle of the season. Oh, how many games in a row did we win last year? How many games in a row are we at now? You see the difference? It, it, it's, 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 it's just different philosophies and approaches, and we know which one is better. We know which one is better. Ah, uh, Michael, what's up, man? He says, I'm interested in how our D does without Armstead. Uh, he's an anchor. He is consistent. The good news is you're not playing against an offensive line. The good news is you're not playing against a good running team. They're terrible. They've rushed for 100 yards once in the last seven games. That's huge. So that helps considerably. On top of that, Javon Kinlaw is coming off his best game of his career. You've got depth there. I'm excited. And whenever I'm watching that opening drive, my eyes are going to be on 99. I want to see Kinlaw go out there. I want to see what he can do. He has played the reserve role to a T and has been outstanding, getting you know 20 to 25 snaps a game. We need more from you, big buck. And his hustle and his energy, and he's playing on the correct side of the line. He's playing with better leverage. Can he be Armstead? No, he's not going to. But that's okay. That's okay. You need other players to step up. Ken Law got to step up. I want to see Kalia Davis out there, man. That's going to be fun. 99 and 93. Those are the two guys I'm watching this week. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, yeah. Uh, Tommy right here. Forrester is a G, a G John. Yeah, talking about the 40 iron old line coach. He's damn good, man. Uh, he is damn good. Right here. Uh, John, when was the last time we gave up 100 yards rushing in a game? Ooh, good question. Um, I could answer that for you right now. Let's see. The last time we gave up 100 yards rushing was against the Bengals. Uh, that was it. Yeah, against the Bengals. Bengals and the Browns. Look at that. Bengals and the Browns. The, those those two. Lost both those, right? So there you go. Now, matchups. We change these every week. Shout out to Coach Cruz. You know, he's the one that put this whole episode together. I probably should have said that sooner. I apologize, Coach. Next beer's on me. Um we put these together. What is an off? Uh, what is a matchup that favors them? Which is one that favors us? And which one's the blue chip on blue chip? Best of the best. So for our offense, we agreed. Uh, when the 49ers on offense, their best matchup is Leonard Williams versus Burford. He's got them twice. Uh, whether it's Burford and whether he plays or Brindle, doesn't matter. Feliciano maybe could have a better crack at it. They're old teammates, right? Valenciano and Williams used to play against each other in practice, so maybe that'd be 
I didn't even think about that till now. So that's their best matchup for sure. Us, Ayuk versus everybody. Um, you got Tyreek Woolen bitch last time. Their corners are dog trash, man. And Ayuk always puts somebody in a blender against the Seahawks every time. Uh, but that one's going to be huge. And then the blue chip matchup is CMC versus Wagner. Um, yeah, CMC. Listen to these stats, man. This is left over from last time. You remember last year when CMC had the touchdown pass, touchdown catch, touchdown rush? That was against the Rams. Guess who was on the Rams? Bobby Wagner. And in fact, before CMC joined us and got traded to us, the Rams played the Panthers. He had 69 rush yards, 7 catches, 89 pass yards on the Panthers against Bobby Wagner. And then just two weeks ago, 139 yards and two touchdowns. CMC goes off every single time he plays Bobby Wagner. It's just not a good matchup for Wagner. It's bad. Now let's flip it. 49ers defensive matchups. They don't have one matchup that is on their side. When the 49ers are on defense, not one. Maybe you could say Jackson Smith and Jigba versus Demo. But I'm not even going there. I don't think there is one. They're not a good team. They're not good. Our defense is incredible. Now, us, Nick Bosa versus Jason Peters, Lucas, you know, any of their cross, doesn't matter. Nick Bosa versus anybody. And the blue chip matchup, which, you know, we dominated last time, Charvarius Ward versus Metcalf. But let's be honest and let's be his historical here. Last year in the playoffs, DK Metcalf had a good game, great game, in fact, against Charvarius Ward. Why would you change things up now? I want seven on, what is it, 14? Uh, that, that's what I want. I want to see it. I want to see it. Um, right here, Ed said, last game, w Wagner gave up a big run and threw his helmet. Yeah, he did. I, I mean, he just, it's, it's just outmatched. It's just outmatched. Matt and Kip, thank you guys. Happy happy Saturday, all. That's what's up. Uh, appreciate you guys. Thank y'all so much. So it, it's fun. This is a fun one. And, man, I was putting in my bets of the week this week. It's a tight matchup. I ain't going to lie. Not that the 49ers are – I think it's going to be a little uglier game than we think. But, man, the bets this week, we didn't do as many as we usually do. But the confidence level is pretty high. You know sports and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds, contests, for all your sporting and betting needs anytime, anywhere. You can bet on NFL, NCAA, or this is pretty fun. I love this. You can bet for the fences um, by on the all-new money bag. So what happens is you go, it's a one-of-a-kind type of opportunity. You just place your bet, spin the wheel, and you get ready to score epic odds on teams, athletes, events, all those things. It just increases those. So it's like a bonus spin to give you even better payouts and better odds, better chances to win. All you got to do is sign up for free today. Use promo code 49ERS or scan the QR code next to me, and you can claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code 49ERS to claim your deposit bonus. It's not just a sports book. It's a community. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You know, one of my favorite uh, bets this week which they've all been posted on the 49ersrush.com and our Patreon uh, channel, which we've had, yeah, I think, four straight positive weeks. We've done really, really well. So we're doing a tighter week in the fact that we're betting fewer things, but 
the confidence level is pretty high on these. My favorite bet this week uh, is Javon Hargrave over two and a half tackles. I'm pretty excited about that one because one, he's going to get a higher snap share with Armstead being out. And if you look at just kind of what he's done, he's passed two and a half tackles um, five of the last six games. And the only time he did it was against Philly whenever he didn't have to play that much because it was a blowout. But uh, I'm pretty pumped about that one, getting that. So I'm betting big on that one. Uh, if you want to go check those out, the49ersrush.com. We post all of our bets and teasers of the week, which are Thursday night teaser. We hit the first half. If the Niners, uh, you know, win, they don't even have to, like, they just got to win by one point, and we get paid pretty big on that. So let's get to our predictions. This, it's it's Division games are hard. Rivalry games are hard. And this has been a rivalry. I don't know if it is anymore. It's so one-sided, but it's hard to predict those things. And again, going back to this, Pete Carroll's never lost four games in a row. This would be a first time. 49ers never beat the Seahawks five times in a row. This would be a first time. Doesn't mean it won't happen, but we're in some uncharted territory, my friends, and it's good territory to be in. This is Seattle Super Bowl. Their only chance of, you know, wait, wait in the divisions by, you can't do that now with, with, with their record of the division, but them making the playoffs, man, they got to do whatever they could do. They got to be able to run the ball. They got to be able to throw the ball deep, can't miss tackles, and they got to take advantage of special teams. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. This team, if you don't let the, if it's not close early, I'm talking, if the 49ers are up 10 points at any time, this game is over. They're going to start going at each other on the sidelines. It's going to be a bad game. Now, the flip side of that is you let them hang around in a gross, dirty matchup, Big Ten-type football game, you're asking for it, man. You got to put these guys out of their misery, and they're in misery. You, you got to just put them down. It's just what it is. So I'm excited about this. I got the 49ers winning. I don't have us like blowing them out. I've got 24 to 13. And I think there's going to be some ugly plays on our side. I do. Whether it's turnovers, special teams, them scoring, you know, a breakaway touchdown. I think one of those things is going to happen because it's division and it just can't be this easy, right? The 49ers have been playing on easy mode. This is a division game. It's going to be tough. And so I've got us winning 24 to 13. I do have the Dallas Cowboys winning as well. I do think we're going to be the one seed. I said it all. I said it three weeks ago that the 49ers would be the one seed um, after week 14. And I, I got the Twitter, whatever proof. And if that happens, I want to be out there pounding my chest. Yeah, I'm going to, but I'm pounding my chest for the faithful. You know what I mean? We fought hard for this. You got to take care of business. You lose this game. It's going to hurt you bad. Because, yeah, you would own the tiebreaker over the Cowboys and over the Eagles, but now you've got to have them slip up not once, not twice. Take care of this damn game. You're the better team. You're the better coach team. You're the healthier team, all in all. Go do what you got to do. I'm excited. We're going to be going live right after the game. We got the tailgate before the game. Um, after the game, we'll go live from the stadium. Um, right as soon as I'm done with this, it's time to go pick up a U-Haul and start packing up the U-Haul for the tailgate for the next six and a half hours, uh, which I'm excited about because I get to hang out with the people and have a good time. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun. And, man, let's go get that W. And remember, all those terrible times. I was going to wear my Dre Greenlaw jersey, but now I'm thinking about wearing my Navarro Bowman jersey. Just, uh, throughout the – like. 
it's funny because you know th- this show as we talked through it i shared with you guys my lowest moment like i got a little bit of ptsd going right now because i'm still fuming in the back of my head about that damn navarro bowman i'm pretty pissed right now mm. i i'm mad now and so yeah i've changed my mind greenlaw is gonna go kill somebody <laughs> I, but the spirit of bowman who that's that's what i bring it to the game so it, wherever you guys are if you got Bowman, wear Bowman. I, I'm signaling. We're, we're putting the beacon in the air, man. The Batman signal. This is a Bowman freaking energy revenge game. Ugh. I'm going to use this to help load that U-Haul truck all day. <laughs> you guys are the best. Appreciate you guys. We'll be live right after the show. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.